It's time to get casually uncomfortable with your host, Chuck Jerome. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Casually Uncomfortable. I'm your host, Chuck Jerome, and before I get started, I just want to say thank you to everyone for your support. This is becoming an amazing time. I hope everybody's enjoying themselves, and if you are, let someone know. If you think they're going to enjoy it, let them know. They can listen to me wherever they listen to podcasts, and they can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Casually Uncomfortable. Again, I appreciate it. Thank you so very much. All right, so let me paint a picture for you. Don't you hate when you go into the kitchen and you want a couple of Oreos, and you open the container, and there's only two left? Not a full sleeve, just two lone cookies, And you were the one who bought them. Knock, knock. Guess who? Roommates. Dear Diary, Today my roommate ate all of my chips and left nothing but the crumbs at the bottom. Then he left dishes in the sink. I've never even seen these dishes in my life. Looks like a whole meal stuck to it. I hope he gets syphilis. When someone asks me, hey, do you think me getting a roommate would be a good idea, I automatically tell them no. Because no matter who it is, friend, family, you never really know a person until a few months in. And by then, it's already too late. So it all started in college. It's never a great time for the first time of having roommates being random-ass people. Honestly, it wasn't really anything too crazy. I just stayed in my room and watched wrestling and listen to all types of weird music and TV themes. Yeah, I was weird. I told you. I already told you this. My one roommate, he did almost burn down the apartment with a pot pie because he was high on pot. Ugh, I hate saying pot. Sound like I'm from the 50s. Ugh, smoking that pot. That reefer. (laughs) I don't even know how I got on this. All right, so... College dorms were pretty rough. By the second by the second year, I remember this, they had to put up a guard shack because it was a a rough area. It was like we had drug kingpins and every other quad area and oh it was just it was a mess. I had to get out of there. I had to get out of there quick. So while I'm in school I find a place through a buddy, and it's in a basement. I'm like, whatever. I need to get out of the situation that I'm in, so let's do this. Let's make this happen. And so I get to check this place out. (laughs) 
And the guy picks me up and then drives me all over. I have no clue where I'm at. He could have murdered me. I don't know. It could have been some kind of sex ring operation. I have no clue. I'm just (laughs) glad I'm safe now. So he shows me the basement. It's small. It's a basement. Whatever. I don't give a shit. I just had to get out of the other roommates. Guy said he wasn't ever going to be there every once in a while. And then he shows me the upstairs. Listen, it was glorious. I'm telling you. It was a party house. I had no clue. I can't give the name of it as not, you know, to compromise the integrity of that establishment. It's been there a long time, and I don't want to be messing anything up. But I will say that was an amazing time. It had a full bar, a rail, top shelf stuff, had all kinds of stuff. A kegerator, a cigarette machine from like the 60s or 70s, a foosball table, a fucking slot machine, and they had a room. It was a red room. It was just an air mattress, a fucking leopard print sheets, and the nasty red light. It was just a red, dirty room. And the best part about that place was there was a stripper pole in the living room, like had a whole base. Like you could actually swing on it pretty good. You can get some shit going on there. (laughs) Trust me. But uh, it had a DJ booth and, you know, those like corner VIP seats. They're like the booth, the half booth. Yeah, that's what it had in the house. Those were amazing times there. That, that during college, It made for an experience. (laughs) That's all I can say. It made for an experience. All that stuff, we'll get into another episode. Then came the time I was done with school, and I moved out. I miss that place. Then I move into this garage, and it has everything. It, it looks like a tiny apartment. Like It has a bathroom, a full kitchen, a bedroom, a living room, and it was a wood stove. It was amazing. I've never had a wood stove or done anything, had to chop any wood or do anything like that until then. And it was, it was very peaceful. The neighbors, the landlord was right there. It was a detached garage. So whatever, I'm not, I wasn't worried about it. I was out in the woods living like a fucking lumberjack. And then my damn car breaks down. Circumstances arise and I'm going to have to move out of this garage and get a roommate because at the time that's just how things worked out. I had to get a roommate, cut costs on the bills and get this car fixed. And I'm not close to anybody. Like I said, I'm in the woods. And then I made my first and last crucial mistake. I went on Craigslist. I mean, I found one. We went and had lunch. We sat and talked. You know, I had to make sure he wasn't going to slice me up or try and wear me as a 
three-piece suit. So I took that leap of faith and moved in with him. So a few days go by, I moved in, and the place has a gym. So I go to the main office, and I'm like, hey, need to get everything squared away since I moved in here. And the woman essentially looked at me like, who the fuck are you? Once you figured out everything, we got kicked out. I had no clue. He told me he had things squared away. That's where I should have cut the cord. But like I said, my car was fucked. I needed it fixed. This was the only way to cut those costs to be able to fix my fucking vehicle. So now we're all kicked out. Don't have a place to go. My old landlord never got the place occupied. So me and fucking Craigslist guy moved back in to that one-bedroom garage that I had. A couple weeks go by. I get a message on Facebook from this random girl saying, Hey, the guy you're living with is not who you think he is. So immediately I'm like, Oh, fuck. He is going to chop me up and wear me like that suit. So now I'm on high alert, and I just keep my eyes on this motherfucker all day. Just watch him. Because also, like I said, he was in the Army, so he said he liked to keep a gun on him. So I'm thinking, hopefully he doesn't shoot me. And So now I'm thinking, as long as I don't do anything to provoke him, he shouldn't riddle me with bullets. So I get my car up and running, get down to work one day, and guess what? It breaks down on me. So now it's the weekend, and I can't get home because I don't have the money because I'm going to have to put it back into this piece of shit car. So now Army Man is up in the garage miles away doing whatever. And that whatever is counterfeit money, like producing counterfeit money. This guy was a complete, absolute, utter piece of shit. So I'm out of town dealing with a vehicle trying to continue to work, and he is ordering pizza. This is what the motherfucker does. He orders pizza and pays with money that was counterfeit. Now, when the police got there, (laughs) yep, the police were involved. The police got there, and he told them the name of some random person who apparently had counterfeited money before. And they were like, oh, shit, let's get rid of this money. So the motherfucker got off scot-free. And I find this out because the day that I get back is like a Monday. So the whole weekend, he's just living it up eating fucking pizza and whatever the fuck else he's doing. So I get back into town, and my landlord comes up. Hey, the fucking police were here this weekend. What? What are you talking about? For who? What happened? I'm not doing anything. They're like, yeah, homeboy out there. They were there for him. Something about counterfeit money. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll fucking find out. I'll find out. A few days go by. And for some reason, he has to go home to see his parents. I don't know, whatever. Some more shady shit. But I do remember 
that he said he kept his gun in his bag. And for some reason, he didn't take his bag with him. So, you know, that threw me off a little bit. I'm kind of thinking maybe he's doing something calm, cool, and collected and doesn't have to fucking, you know, pop caps in anybody's ass. Now I notice that this fucking bag is there and I go and I get gloves and I put these fucking gloves on and I open the bag, praying to God I don't shoot myself. And I see the fucking gun in there, guys. I cock it back. I don't see a bullet. I'm like, okay, he doesn't keep one in the chamber. Then I hit the release for the magazine. Listen to me. It was a fucking BB gun. So the day he gets back, I confront him. I had already told the landlord. She confronts him. Then she's like, just go ahead and get the fuck out. Don't have time for this. But the moral of the story there is don't ever get a roommate off of Craigslist. Huh. Look at this. Another note. Dear roommates, I put my name on everything in the fridge so no one would eat my food, but it looks like that didn't work. If you thought the orange juice or Coke tasted like piss from a hard night of drinking, then you would be absolutely correct. I hope you shit yourself the rest of the day. P.S. Don't touch my shit. Oh no. Then, I had another couple places. Then I moved into a place with a couple younger people. And... Those younger people had limitless energy. I'm not saying I didn't, but it was just limitless. Their only rule was party hard and party harder. They were younger. I was a little older. And at that point, I was kind of set in my ways. I just remember knives in the dishwasher, like the pointy side up. Come on, who the fuck leaves a knife in the dishwasher? Pointy side, sharp side up. Sharp side up. Come on. And then I go to reach in there for a fucking spoon because I'm high and I just want a bowl of cereal. Cut my hand on that knife. Now I can't even open my hand for the rest of my fucking life. Thank you, dipshit. In that place, I was also living in a basement. But it was a nicer basement. It had a bathroom, its own uh, entrance and all that kind of stuff. But it didn't have a fucking door. All I had was a long curtain. Like you could hear everything. From clapping cheeks to beating meat. And I didn't give a damn what you heard. I was making it happen. All the bad roommate experiences I had. That place was the one to shine. Crazy, crazy sexual experiences. Not with the roommates. Just during that time. In the parties. Fuck. Those were good parties. Damn good. But then enough was enough. I needed a door, some privacy, and just my own little bit of space.
Dear Diary, Today my roommate pissed me off, and I busted the locks on his car, deflated three of his tires, and pissed on his seats. I blamed it on the neighbors across the street, because the other day he backed into their car. He's now doing 15 to life. So the landlord that I had before, you know, the place with the garage, well, he needed a roommate. Some crazy shit happened with him and his wife. Whatever. Fuck him. So he needed a roommate. And I was like, well, he's older. He'll be calmer. I won't have to worry about anything. I'll be able to save money and start my journey to being calmer, cooler, and collected. I call this part the debacle. And as long as I live, I will never, ever have another roommate. I would rather go into debt than have another roommate. And I know you're like, oh, what about if you're getting married? Yeah, that's technically a roommate, but at least you get to fuck them. So the first couple of months go great. The third month comes around And that's when shit starts hitting the fan. Every week, there was an excuse. Oh, I'll have it next week. And the the stories each week would get more and more intricate and elaborate. Okay, so the first time, he said, Hey, I sold my phone, and I don't think that I got all my information off of it properly and they stole my card information and used it. So I don't have money to give you this month. Me, being the nice guy, I'm like, okay, man, that sounds absolutely horrible. Let's get through this together. We're in it. We got this. I'll help you out next week or whatever, whenever you get paid two weeks. Let's get this going, and we'll get everything squared away. No worries. Then a couple weeks go by. Here's the next one. Hey, my boss didn't pay me because he spent the money on alcohol because he's a raging alcoholic. He was one of those people where all of his jobs were under the table. And I'm cool with that. Whatever. And I'm thinking, what the fuck does that have to do with me? I'm pumping out this money for nothing and for a nobody when I was supposed to be living on easy street, saving up money so I could swim in it like Scrooge McDuck. But the only thing that I was actually about to be swimming in was crippling debt. Imagine this. Every day for a year, because you were locked into a legally binding contract, every day you walk into the house, some broke dick motherfucker is sitting on a shitty little couch doing absolutely nothing for the entirety of that year, making excuses. So by the time everything was said and done, no matter what, at that point, I was always two months behind. I will say you all would have been very proud of me because on the last day 
I had multiple, multiple times and opportunities to destroy his shit. But I took the higher ground and I left without incident because I knew wherever I went, the vibration from my phone, from the banks calling, wondering where their money was, would keep me warm. Dear diary, I'm having a bad day. My roommate found my snacks again. This time, I put them in my room, in my closet, in a sealed bag, inside a padlocked duffel bag. I think today I'm going to have sex with his mom. So I hope you took something from this, like budget and save your money so you can get your own place by yourself and not have to rely on someone. Because when you do that, you also inherit whatever bullshit bad habits they have. I'm just trying to keep things stress-free. They're not your fucking maid, so don't ask them to do extra shit. They're struggling just like you are. So pay your fucking bills. And stop eating all the fucking pizza bites. You bitch. Chuck Jerome out. <laughs>